Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Route 66. This is Johnny Rabbit. But there is no more Route 66. It's gone. Darn it. So here I am in the afternoon at your service. Eh, maybe Route 66 will come back at some time, some way. That was a great oldies show that we had for so many years, I guess 15 years, on KMOX. At your service, been around a heck of a lot longer than that. Gosh, you know, they're right now, they're literally, yep, one, two, three, there, there are more people in our studio than there are in downtown St. Louis. I mean, you walk the streets of downtown St. Louis these days, you don't see anybody. You might not, I'm serious. Let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five. Six, there's a, a, a seven, there's an eighth. Where's the eighth? Where's the little person? Where is that little person? There, Sienna is her name. Is she, is she, what is she going to do today? Yes. Yeah, okay, cameras. now you... I'm sorry? You're going to talk? Who's, um, to, yeah, who's talking? talking? He's running the cameras. Mm-hmm. He's running the cameras. They've got cameras. They've got all... There's just an incredible amount of things going on. And what a coincidence that we're going to be talking to Frankie uh, Cambaletta, who was just on minutes ago on Second Amendment Radio, Bo Matthews, et cetera, was there. And I, didn't, I, I would just had that in the background. I have no idea what they were talking about. So maybe uh, they'll fill us in on that. A lot of coincidences before I was sitting at Charlie Brennan's old desk. And who came up with donuts, some old town donuts, none other than Charlie Brennan. He's working part time at the donut shop, I guess now. Maybe so. That's what he was doing today. Monica Adams. I talked to her last week. You probably know her from Channel 2, Channel 5, uh, KMOX, etc. And said, so, you know, we ought to get you on the air now that you're not on Channel 5 anymore to talk some time. Lo and behold, that, uh, Friday, that was Friday in the morning. In the afternoon, I found out she was going to be on Friday night for two hours with a special show. She'll be on with us later on today. And... Well, what what else are we going to do today? Well, we're going to talk to Pat Eby in studio. All our guests today are in studio, not by phone. It's a little easier to do it as far as the audio sound on the radio if you're actually at a microphone in a studio rather than doing it on a phone because sometimes the phones are not exactly the way you want them, especially some of the cell phones today or if somebody decides, well, I'm going to be on speakerphone. So none of that today. Um, we're going to find out more of what's going on here in a few minutes. I heard uh, uh, the news story about the Buckhorn, Missouri. I never heard of Buckhorn, Missouri. Maybe a lot of old-timers remember the Buckhorn Bar. That was an old-time, kind of a rowdy place with a lot of um, old-style music, country music. It was at the corner of 4th and Delmar a long while ago. And the Post-Dispatch, I see this. Yes, this is Saturday's paper. It says, next week, the final postcard from Mound City. I, I don't know about that. I'm going to have to find out. 
Because that's really been a, uh, a standard there for so long. Dan Martin, the guy who does the Weatherbird, uh, does that postcard. So maybe that'll change. Well, that things do change in the papers these days. A uh, heck of a lot of changes. And there are changes, of course, in any kind of medium. Uh, we're also going to talk later about writing and being a critic. Like, um, hey, we could talk about movie critics today. So we're going to do all of this talking and a couple more. While they're setting up all these activities that are going on behind the scenes. We're going to take a short break. I guess it's um, really almost time for a break right now before we really get started here. It's now 10 minutes after one. We're at your service. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And you've done it, and you are, and you're listening to it. And it's like having Ed Wood and Orson Welles in the studio right now. It's, well, maybe maybe that's not... <laughs> I look like Orson Welles. Uh, well, you know, like a young Orson mm-hmm. Welles, that is. Now, over there is Jeremy King on the other side of our uh, studio here. Hi, Jeremy. Good to meet you, sir. Who's that on your shirt there? What is that guy? Oh, Who's that's that? our Haunted Garage logo. Yeah, it's from our Horror Fest that we run yeah. in St. Louis. Really? Yes. Uh, haunted Garage? Yeah, Haunted Garage Horror Festival. We're going into our third year this year. That's Frankie Cambaletta that is speaking with us right now. And I see you have one of those things in your hat as well. Where, where is the Haunted Garage? So Haunted Garage is located um, anywhere our cars are is kind of how we do it because they're all haunted cars. Um, <laughs> so wherever the cars are, it's haunted. Um, for now, we've been running our film festival a couple different places. And hopefully this year we'll be in a different location. We're uh, looking at High Point with uh, Cinema St. Louis. Oh, sure. Nothing's confirmed. Can't say it's confirmed, but that would be ideal. If not, we have some fallback plans. Good. So it'll be, it would be in a theater, though. Yes, it's always, it always is. We always give... The filmmakers, the opportunity to not only talk about their film, but when they come up and receive awards if they won, they also have more disposition on, you know, what they did. The audience can ask them questions as to how they got certain shots. Um, last year, we, we uh, created a new award for most uh, creative uh, monster that was on the fly. It was a... Uh, it was a black trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, that's good. Yeah, phenomenal film. So these are all horror films. Yes. Some sort. Now, then there are, are they short films? Or can they be any length? It could be any length, really. And how do you decide? I mean, do you get a lot of uh, applicants that say, hey, I want my film in here? Or yeah. Uh, submissions open actually next week. We start in February. Gosh. And it's only national. So it's only like when you have, um, you know, certain people from all over the states uh, can enter. We don't do international yet. We're not big enough to handle mm-hmm. all that kind of because we get a lot of films locally, nationally. Uh, last year we had a great showing from uh, Tennessee, from Missouri, um, from Illinois. 
Um, so we're getting stuff from California now, New York. So we basically sift through those films. We have three pockets of films. So we have uh, micro shorts, which are under five minutes. Mm-hmm. We have um, short films, which can go over five minutes to limit 20 minutes. <laughs> And then features have to be over 50 minutes. Hmm. That is exciting to get yeah. all this, to, to come here to St. Louis. Now, do you get any funding from, like, an arts commission or any of that to the state of Missouri? or No, no. Nothing. a lot of our funding has been self-funded um, just because we have more control that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're open to it. We're open to investors. We're open to... Uh, especially with the Lemp film. We've had a lot of interest lately as the Lemp film kind of grows. There's well, we better more. talk about that. We should. The Lemp film. Have, have the name, well, why? Okay, the name, everybody knows the name Lemp, Lemp Brewery, and so on. But why did you decide to do a film about Lemp? I mean, Jeremy can tell the story better. All right, How did Jeremy, it all start, go ahead. Jeremy? We, were, we were on Main Street, St. Charles, about eight years ago. It's yeah. me, Frankie, and my wife. And we wanted to, like, do something to dispel all the fake stories about the limps. Fake stories? Yeah. There's a couple. Well, okay. <laughs> We're on to you, Johnny. No, <laughs> but, you know, so we we did that, and we started doing research, and we mm-hmm. really focused in on, on Elsa because her suicide was very suspicious. Yeah, so it started well, yeah, it as a, a ghost hunt, actually ended up being true crime. Now, Elsa was, did, uh, did not uh, die at the Limp Mansion. She did not. She did not. She did, died at 13 Hortense Place mm-hmm. in the Central West End. The house is still there. The yes, it is. is. It actually was, has a new owner right now, so that's awesome. We knew the, we knew the, um, the older owners, and we're hopefully going to be able to shoot some with the new owners. So they've been kind I'm of, coming. a lot of people that buy the house understand what they're buying into, too. They're mm-hmm. buying a lot of the history of the Limp film, and that's, that's the most important. So what is the film called, or to be called? The film is called The Burden of Proof, the Elsa Lemp case. The Burden of Proof. I like that. It's a yeah. great, and it's a great to zero in on that person. Yes. Who you don't hear a lot about. You no. Know, you really <laughs> He's don't. a man of the shadows. So yeah. what, what happened to her? What, what, uh, Jeremy, what do, you, what do you say happened? My belief is she was killed by Thomas, her husband, uh, for her fortune. They did have money. They had a lot of money. A lot money. of money. Yeah, the documentary kind of goes into all sides of that. And even though as filmmakers we can we can have our opinions, um, we are really leaving this up to the audience. Um, you can always ask us what we think, but I think that what the team has decided to do is really make this film more of a jury. Uh, we've brought in um, some powerhouse lawyers, which I won't mention here, okay. to actually be in the film. And you're going to see the prosecuting attorney. You're going to see... Um, you know, attorney for Thomas and attorney for Elsa. And they're not just run-of-the-mill. These are powerhouse guys. So we'll be announcing that in, in the weeks to come. But what we set the film up, because it was at one time cut, it was ready to go, and then COVID broke. <laughs> oh. So I don't know if you know that crazy story. So we've had oh. – um, our show's been sold out for like three years. So, oh yeah, and all, all our ticket holders are just like, is this happening? Is this going to happen? Sure. And we're like, sure, it, it's going to happen. We just don't know um, – you know, when it's going to happen because we had COVID and we had all these restrictions. So then we sold out the theater, but then we couldn't put people next to each other because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So then we had more. And then we decided at one point, I think we brought in um, one of our editors and, and, and we looked at the film and we said, you know what, Jeremy, I think we can just make this a five part episodic and let's just get it with all this time we have. Let's just get it all out there. Let's put all the ghosts on the fl- table. Let's put all the murders on the table <laughs> and let's make the audience decide what this film is. So we're really excited about showing this film. We will be premiering this year. We don't have a date as of yet, 
Um, but I, I think the audience is going to walk away with not only a lot of unanswered truths about, but also the accepted truth versus the actual truth are two different things when it comes to the Lemp family. Mm. Once again, we divulge about this in the actual film. Mm-hmm. But for now, I just want people to kind of take it in, take it all in, especially some new people around town that are now, you know, Lemp, Lemp authorians and stuff like that. You get them every three years. There's these waves of people that get very excited about the Lemp family. And then, sure. You know what I'm saying? So it is a very important family, and some of the work that's being done here is really good. Restoration of houses, restoration of all these things around the area. What our focus is is basically bringing this family to the status they once were, and that wasn't suicidal ghosts. That was the people that built St. Louis. That is our objective in this film, and we hope that the audience walks away from that. What an interesting concept. It's very, very good to hear. Uh, Now, is the film finished? The film is finished. It's in post-production right now. What does that mean? So we're editing all the episodes right now. What is the era? Are you covering the exact era of this time? We're covering the era. We're covering today. We're covering the misconceptions. We're covering the murder. We're covering basically, I mean, everything we've touched. What are you doing? Costuming. Uh, Costuming, we've been using a vintage haberdashery right here locally on Morgan Ford. Um, It's an incredible place. If you haven't been there, you should check it out. If you have a themed birthday party or a themed party you're going to, vintage haberdashery has clothing from the 20s, 80s, 70s, 60s. You can basically, for a good budget, for a good price, you can go down there and just get the costuming that you would need. And then we shoot around, which, which basically means that we're not always in focus. We're not doing any kind of... We're not doing any dialogue or reenactments in a sense because we don't know what people said. And good documentarians won't do that because we don't know what was said. So we can only basically give people the the idea of what's happening in the film. Then what about the hair design, that kind of stuff, uh, makeup? Yep. Do you have people doing that for everyone? Yeah, we brought in some really good people. I mean, initially, we brought in one of the, the two premier people in St. Louis. I believe Caitlin Ford did um, Elsa's hair the first time, and then we brought in um, a couple different makeup artists that are also local. We use local for all our films. Oh, Even good, the one good, we have good. coming up here in a, in a couple while we'll be shooting too, which is a narrative film. So we try to use local St. Louis. Now, you guys from here, from St. Louis? Jeremy is. I was born and raised here. Where? What area? Uh, Over, Overland. And then I moved to St. Charles mm-hmm. um, like fourteen when I was 14. Now I live in Illinois. Now, did you know about the Lamps? When you were growing oh, up? Yeah. My fourth grade teacher uh, told us a story about it, and I was enamored with it. So my parents took me there for my birthday, and I've, ah. I can't tell you how many times I've been to the mansion, either just to eat or sure. to ghost hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, we're leaving out a really good person, too. I mean, he his entire... Um, Basically, how Jeremy told me was, you know, he went and he picked up a book, and that book, of course, is is Stephen Walker's. Stephen Walker's book about the Lemp. Exactly. Yep. And that is basically the, the, the place that people go when you hear about the Lemp family, because he is really the—it's really the only book out there, in my opinion. I've read the other ones. One was just basically somebody that wants to run ghost tours and basically uh, stole everything. Plagiarized his oh, book. No. Yeah. Now, he won't say that. We will. Mm-hmm. Um, but— the thing is, I've is read that, them like, both. <laughs> yeah, we've read them both, and I'm like, wow, somebody just like Xerox copied Stephen's book. But uh, Stephen's book is basically the place. He actually just did a new version of it, a revision, where he's adding time dates, he's adding all these cool things in it. Mm-hmm. So it's a brand new book. So if you don't have a copy of it, you should pick up a copy of it. It's kind of cool. It gives you a real timeline as it. Uh, Stephen is in our documentary, um, which was awesome because he was the one that did it before us. Um, but even he says, I think in the film that like, you know, you guys have done really good research. I didn't know a lot of this stuff either. So we kind of been helping each other out, um, as, as time goes on. It's nice to see that he's still a part of the yeah, thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 
What about Chris Knopfsiger? Do you ever work with him on your uh, projects? We've, we've had some. Yeah. some he's re- interviewed us yeah. before. He's yeah. interviewed us. He did a story on us and stuff like that. He's a great writer. Um, yes, he is. Incredible uh, uh, deep diver in history. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a person that um, opened up our eyes to Adam Lemp, actually. Uh-huh. He did a huge sure. deep dive into the actual father. Uh, everybody thinks that William came over with Adam. Well, it's Nafsnigger's work that basically said, nope, he didn't come over till he was 12. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's been doing wonderful stuff with not only the brewing con- community, but we follow his articles a lot, sure. Now, who writes the scripts? Do you? Uh, no, we actually have a writer that has been working for Lionsgate and a bunch of other horror Gosh. film circuits. She writes on Broadway. She writes everywhere. She's very, very busy. Her name is Katie Queen. We wanted a woman to actually write the story of a woman. I think a lot of times Good. men want to get right to the action and not being, you know, patronizing or anything, but men like to get right to the suicides and the guns and mm-hmm. the blazing. Sure. But today, I, I think that Katie was the right fit. She understands true crime. She's written true crime before. And she put together a five-part episodic that was absolutely incredible. We were excited. Mm-hmm. And that's what really gave us the momentum to be like, take that film and put it in the trash. And so we took our film and we trashed it. And then basically we reshot a lot of the interviews. We're reshooting a lot of the reenactments. And we're putting together a film that St. Louis can be proud of, but the Lemp family can be proud of as well. Sure. Now, what about the... As far as the film is concerned, who's going to be able to see it? Is this going to be in one theater, one time only, like uh, the High Point or whatever? So hopefully, yeah. We first right of refusal is going to Cinema St. Louis. Uh, Chris Clark, um, Bree over there have been incredible with running what they've done. We actually had a narrative film in their festival last year. And so we're trying to bring the film community of St. Louis together. And it's very, very important that we stop with, you know, what – festivals better and what's this and what's let's just get come together and be good filmmakers so we would ideally love cinema st louis to premiere the lump film i think it would be an honor for them to do that um we would have to talk to them of course i i have no paperwork in front of me that says mm-hmm. that but we are a katie with with katie queen's connections and our connections with um some which i'm not going to mention here some big <laughs> horror film production studios we definitely have a a distribution angle that we're trying to get on I would love it to honestly be picked up by AMC and Shutter. I think it's a scary documentary. It's mm-hmm. not like a normal documentary. Our editor, um, Lily, ha- is not only a mortician, is studying for a mortician science, Great. but she's also an editor. So she's putting a very dark spin to the actual documentary. So it's actually mm-hmm. kind of a scary documentary. It's like you're going to see ghosts. You're going to hear about ghost stories. You're going to see those types of things. It's very... Um, it's very heavy is the best way I can describe mm-hmm. the film. It's a heavy film. You don't walk away like wanting to have hi- ice cream. You walk away <laughs> thinking about your own mortality and who the person you're with and make sure that they really love you if you got money. You know, yeah, that's what we wanted. <laughs> Facts. Now, you mentioned a narrative film that you've done. What is that? Um, cringe. So we it's a short film that we actually premiered at the Gaslight. Uh, it's won, I don't know how many awards, 40-something laurels. It's been at a oh. ton of festivals. Yeah. Uh, what is it? So it the story is, I don't, really, I don't know how much I should tell. Well, it's a, it's, true, it's a true crime, and it mm-hmm. deals with an online child predator, oh, essentially. Okay. Deals um, with. Yeah, and really deals with it. Mm-hmm. And yes. we have some incredible actors, Eric Dean White, who actually was just playing at, in the Christmas Carol, and oh, I, yeah. yeah, so That's Eric Dean White, incredible uh, equity actor here. Um, your buddy you went to school with, of course. Uh, 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 Nick Kelly. Nick Kelly, amazing. The year before me at Francis Hall North. Also all St. Louis, and then we had Ford Fanter, who now is in L.A., but he was a, a, a St. Louis kid. It was directed by Leo Ramsey, who's done a lot of work in theater and music videos and very artistic kids, so it was fun to see him do that and come together. And, and Jason... 
and my buddy Jason. My, so my buddy Jason Clayfish actually wrote it, and unfortunately Jason lost his battle with mental illness Ooh. and took his life. So oh, no. uh, as a tribute to him, we wanted people to remember how Jason lived and what he was passionate about. So we decided to take his script and make this film cringe. So that's why it's been – it's actually canned now. I mean, we've shown it all the places we're going to show it. So mm-hmm. um, hmm. it's a very deep film. Now what – it's not going to be able to be seen anymore? Uh, it's up to the family. I mean, we made I it see. as a gift to, to his father and, and his oh, mother. And okay. so for now, it's up to them if they want to release it. So, And all the funds would go to them and, and, and to Jason's memorial for mental illness and stuff like that. So what about the scripts? Do, can people submit scripts or script ideas or story ideas to you? Is there a, a central location that they can find you? Yeah, I mean, they can find us all um, on a couple different. Um, we just started our YouTube channel. I know that sounds weird for a lot of people because we've been around for seven years, but we were very coveted of our work in the beginning we didn't want people kind of taking our ideas and run with it we realize now that that was probably a misstep on our behalf so we've started our it's shift films um, we got about 160 followers and we're adding content every day it's mostly funny it's about the paranormal me and jeremy and my, my buddy fabian we're all ghost hunters and what we do is on our vacations we go and we try to debunk the best uh, ghost stories there are <laughs> Um, that that are in the, the <laughs> so <laughs> and if we can't debunk them, hey, we validate them, right? Yeah. So we don't want to alienate ghost hunters. We love, we are ghost oh, hunters. Right. We get it, but I don't want good ghost hunters going down there talking about what is it, Myrtle? Oh um, yeah, Chloe at the Myrtle. Yeah, that, there was that story's no been disproved like right. fifteen years ago. Fifteen years. So ago, it's yeah. shiftfilms.com. dot net dot net. Yep. and you can find these on YouTube. Yes. So you have shiftfilms.net. .net, yep. And then we have our podcast on there, Haunted Garage and Lost Boys of Hannibal. That's all YouTube now. Um, and then you can always follow us um, on Instagram at the Haunted Garage, which is fun. So if you like the, the paranormal aspect of us, great. If not, you can follow Shift Films on Instagram. So That's we're out there. My goodness, there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do the rest of the time? Uh, raise my daughter. Sienna. <laughs> Where is Sienna anyway? She's out there somewhere. Yeah. So, Dan, where does she go to school? She goes to school in Salem, Salem, Missouri. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she lives on a big cattle ranch. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's a cowgirl. She's a real cowgirl. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you very much, Jeremy, and thank you, Frankie. Cambaletta, uh, for being here. For uh, and why were you on before? I, an hour ago, you were on. What were you, I didn't hear. I just heard heard your name. My, yeah, my buddies at Second Amendment Radio always call me on anything that happens in Hollywood with guns, and we happen to uh, have a little bit yeah. of experience with the Alec Baldwin because we actually carried a gun on our set, the Lemp film, and. I made the great prediction that he would be indicted and he mm-hmm. would see time, and it actually came to pass this yeah. week because you have to. Mm-hmm. New Mexico has its own laws, and oh. I'm sorry, he is in the wrong. Not only is he the producer, but he's actually the actor that shot the weapon when he shouldn't have, and he, mm-hmm. he knew better. And you know, now his uh, hands are slapped. So hopefully, you know, that comes to pass. We actually went out to L.A. and visited the, the cinematographer he killed. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's 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 not only. You know, Clint Eastwood did 100,000 films, and there was never a problem with guns mm-hmm. going off and killing people. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not the firearm. It's who has the firearm. Sure. Always will be. Thank you both very much. And for Thank the rest you. of the crew that are here as well. And you'll give us an update, I know. Yes. When the time comes. Yeah, you will get first right uh, of refusal. Johnny. All right. Now we're talking. Thanks again. This is Johnny Rabbit. We're at your service, and you're listening to KMOX. Hey, this is Johnny Rabbit. We're at your service. Pat Eby is here right before our very eyes. All of those ghost people have gone. <laughs> they've, they've taken the ghosts with them. Darn it. Uh, did, did you ever run across it? Uh, Pat, you've written a lot about uh, houses. Did you ever yes. run across any haunted houses? People have told me that there'll be a, a haunt sometimes. Like I went on a ghost hunting tour one time, mm-hmm. uh, and that was interesting as part of a retreat. 
out in the country. It was actually pretty interesting to hear the stories. And, of course, the Lemp. I've been oh, to the sure. Lemp. But you, uh, you hear the stories, but you ever see any? any never ghosts? saw anything, though. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> what do you mean? Wait a minute. No, I've never seen anything. I've, but a lot of people think places are haunted. Yeah. People think this radio station is haunted. <laughs> I don't believe it. But I, I actually, if if a station, if the entity that was Kamoik in its old location would be haunted, the Gateway Tower building, it would be by Robert Highland. I would think he, if, but he wouldn't be coming here because he was never here. But some people say, oh, we see Robert Highland late at night. Nah, he's not here. But people do see ghosts. People do feel ghosts yes. or feel presences or or see an image or have just have a feeling that there's something more, something different that necessarily shouldn't be. But you haven't had that problem when you go to all these houses? I have not yet, but we will see. That could happen for sure. Well, years ago, like 60-something years ago in KXOK, one of the syndicated features we used to hear was called The Story Lady. <laughs> and today we have our story lady, a different kind of story lady. Her name is Pat E.B., and if you're a regular reader of the Post-Dispatch, you likely have seen her byline. I, how many times? Do you have any idea how many times you've been in the paper? Um, I I see a count today of 804. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. I've been writing ah. for them for a while and also for George Mayhe at St. Louis Magazine. Oh, what a great guy. Yes. George is terrific. He's an expert on turtle soup. Yes. <laughs> he loves turtle soup. We, he was on here until we were talking about turtle soup a couple of months ago. But your stories are usually not about uh, ghosts or gloom or doom, but rather your articles are positive lifestyle articles relating to things that are good about our area. You hear so much bad, you forget there's so much good. Yes. The bad gets the headlines. The good, well, yeah, it should be that way. So what, what is your most re? How many articles did you? Eight hundred and four. Eight hundred and four in the post. Wow. They keep they keep a running count, you know, at the top. But uh, I I didn't start out to be a writer, but it it certainly ended up being a very nice thing for me. Well, I guess so. And so what did you start out to be? I started out as a fashion designer, not too far from here on Washington Avenue. I could walk to oh, sure. uh, walk to the thirteen oh seven building from here. And uh, kind of went through a series of things, but in every in every job that I've had, there's been story mm-hmm. involved in some way. Uh, fashion is built on stories that the salesmen you design the line around a theme, and the salesmen need a story to go out and sell what you designed. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you said thirteen oh seven building. What yes. what is is that building still there? Yes, it's still there, and. Uh, we had a wonderful, I worked at a place on the third floor, and it was just really a neat 20,000-square-foot factory. Oh. And uh, I also worked for Thomer Jack out in Brentwood, which mm-hmm. was a junior sportswear company. And um, for Martha Manning Company across the river, there were tons of fashion oh houses gosh. here. There, there were, it was just an, an incredible amount over a really long period of time. Yes. It's all gone, though, isn't it, for all practical purposes? Or pretty is there much. Still... There's still a few places, but it's pretty well pretty well gone. I wanted to read about you, but that's what printed out from... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't been able... That's why I'm asking you so many questions, but I couldn't remember whatever printed. I can't even yeah. read it. I honestly oh, can't. So. Yes. Uh, but it was very nice, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, what? okay, what's the most recent story in the post? Uh, today, I have two stories. Today? In, yes. Today is the at-home... 
And that was with Amy Von Donsel, who is a very creative person who started out as an artist and a painter. And she went into Launch Code, learned the uh, creative side of the tech world, and mm-hmm. she's now a marketing person at Slalom Manufacturing. Her house, she moved into her townhouse and did a beautiful job, and that's the story today. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday's story was completely different, was a food story about a little diner in, called Afton Diner. Oh, yes, I read about that. Yeah, peach pancakes, and uh, it that was fun, plus with that column, I get to make all of those items that we have in the column. We test everything. So writing and working in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and it's fun. Sometimes you find surprises. You know, maybe the chef didn't tell you exactly. I'm sure <laughs> they like to keep but, secrets. Right. But that's why we test. And it's fun. So, so where is that the diner? Where is that? That is out in Afton on Lindbergh, on South Lindbergh. And it is a, a very nice Little cozy place. South Lindbergh near what? Uh, tele- telegraph. Okay. Way and, south. Yeah. Way south in the county. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Peach pancakes. Peach pancakes. It's like, uh, well, it's it's actually he does pancakes and French toast. We featured the French toast, mm. which was, um, it's a, like a very nice bread that he only uses eggs, which a lot of people use eggs and milk and vanilla and all this yes. kind of stuff. But he then coats the toast with sugar and cinnamon and puts that on the griddle so that that caramelizes, and it's got this really nice taste. Then he cooks down some peach pancakes, and it it honestly reminded me of my grandmother's peach cobbler that she made when we were kids, which was all – she always used canned peaches for those Mm -hmm. because she liked the way they worked better, and that was fun. So talking to people about their homes, I also get to talk to artists on – most Sundays I have a column that features an artist, mm-hmm. so I get to interview artists on a regular basis and makers. Some of them are the one of the most fun ones was a maker who designed a taco turner, so that when you want to fry your tacos at home, you know you, you don't want to you want not to fall apart. <laughs> right? She made a taco turner. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, how do you find out this? Where, where do you what do people come to you and say, "Hey, I've partly, got this story." Yeah, partly people people come to us, but I also run out and uh, like last last Thursday, I went to the new place, uh, on, the Hawthorne on Washington Avenue, a mm-hmm. new event space, and I remember that as being from the garment days. That was where you bought your sewing machines and stuff. Was twenty one hundred Washington? Oh my gosh! With, and here it is now, an event space where they had a market called the three one four Makers Market, and it was all. Mostly young artists who were doing really unusual things, lots of photographers selling art prints. Um, I spoke to people who bit greeting cards. They're all they're all people who are making and selling art. Um, we like to have some. We like to profile an artist that's not connected to a gallery, but that's mm-hmm. an independent, mm-hmm. and that you can go and get their stuff at retailers and at. Uh, these events like these these pop up markets. So 
So we do all that kind of stuff. We're going to come back and talk more with you, Pat. Pat Eby, we're going to talk about writing. We're talking about your articles in the paper, et cetera, whatever else you want to talk about. you bring some peach pancakes with you? Oh, darn. Uh, Thanks a lot. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. At your service, Johnny Rabbit, KMOX. At your service is Johnny Rabbit. Pat Eby is here. We're talking about writing, uh, talking about stories that you can see today in the Post-Dispatch. And what's going to be next? Or do you know, are you working on a couple right now? Well, wait, hold on a second. Now, I think you can talk. I'm working on some fun things. Uh, one of them is a chili recipe from a young cook at uh, the drawing board, which is on Chippewa. And it's, this is um, a chili that's like very, very good, at, but it's complicated. And I'm learning some things as a cook that I didn't know. So I always like that when a chef challenges me. And then next week I'm doing uh, – a home for uh, Kobe. The, the home is Kobe Arzola in Derek Feathery, a beautiful Second Empire, Empire home in Benton Park oh, that they've put together. And also uh, the artist next week is a young man named Brock Seals who actually does – he wanted to be a fashion designer, and he didn't quite get there yet, but just like me, he started out one way mm-hmm. as a painter, and he's really headed toward being in the fashion industry with his painted shoes, including oh boots, shoes, and cleats for professional athletes, oh football goodness. players, for NFL wow. players. Yes. And he's he, he dresses himself in a really interesting way. So I see fashion in his future for wow, sure. Wow, that is interesting. He's so an interesting guy. We'll watch for that in the – what day would that be? Or do you know it's Sunday, um Sunday in the Post, next Sunday next in Sunday. the Post, both of those stories. And Wednesdays. When's the food stories are in on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then I'm working on some things for George too that I can't, oh, talk, can't talk about yet. But we've got some. Always is in St. Louis. There's just phenomenal restaurant people, very talented, yes. and we're very lucky. We so. really do have a lot of talented people, a lot of very good restaurants of all types. We do. There's almost everything. Of course, uh, prices are a little tough to take sometimes today in some of these places. Uh, it's gotten very, very expensive. Yeah, they have no. They have so little control over oh, sure. the price of the supplies, and you know we, 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 we adjust. You know, we, we, we can make our dollars go further by spending wisely, and we mm-hmm. go out less now. But you know, we enjoy it a lot. So we're we're very lucky that we have so many choices. Now, you mentioned the drawing board. Is that the drawing board? The drawing board is a, It's on Chippewa. Where? And, it is near uh, the intersection where Chippewa and Gravoy kind of Y off in mm-hmm. South City. And it, it used to be called Rider's Tavern. And before that, it was the Bleeding Deacon. It's, oh, sure. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. it has a, huge, a long history as a dive bar. Mm-hmm. But now it's, 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 still, it's still a dive bar, which is great. And I love dive bars. So <laughs> I, this is not a diss. Um, the food is great. A.J. Wamser is the chef. Matt Wamser and his brother Paul are running the, the restaurant. And this day of a big family, and they bring in trivia and karaoke. They have a big following of locals. There's a pool table. There's uh, John. They, they run the the guy who always does paintings. It's uh, shoot, my mind is blanking. That's all right. Uh, and he he's he used to be on television all the time, telling you you can paint anything. Oh yeah, that, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They run they run those on the television, oh, so you can nice. and and there's a drawing board. There's a giant chalkboard on the wall <laughs> with chalks, so oh, you great. can go and paint and and draw nice things on there. 
Occasionally, people sneak in some not-so-nice things, mm-hmm. and then they have to go and erase them. But uh, it's and the food is good, and the drinks are good, and it's an all-around good atmosphere. Where so. did you grow up, Pat? I grew up in Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, which is uh, very much similar to St. Louis mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. No, anyways. Yeah, it is. And uh, I came here after college in 1971, so you can get an idea how old mm-hmm. I am. And I um, I loved it, and I still I just love this city, and I've stayed ever since. So where, when you came here, where did you live? What area? I lived across the street from Blueberry Hill. I watched Blueberry Hill go done. in. I lived in the Donaldson Court Apartments yeah. in an old—a lot of students lived there. That was an area then. Now it's—I understand it's a very nice condo I'll bet it building. is today, yeah. But I watched Joe Edwards and his brother— jump out of the convertible and run into Blueberry Hill. <laughs> and I had no idea what they were doing And because uh, there was a window where they were, had mannequins in the yes, window. Yeah. And I thought, it's going to be a store, you know. I, I thought it's going to be like a dress store or yeah. something. No, it was just, it was just, it was fun from the beginning. And I really loved living there. I guess, you know, there there are so many good things about St. Louis that an outsider will see sometimes that uh, they don't pay any attention. But you come here, move to a certain area. Do you do not? Where do you live? What area now? I live in Princeton Heights, which is in uh, near Kings Highway and Holly Hills. So it's kind of and, between Hampton and Kings Highway. Yeah. South and, of Chippewa. And, you, and you've probably heard a lot of, lot of noise about a couple of restaurants. The Hatch just got a great review from Cheryl Bear at Riverfront Times, a breakfast and lunch place. What's it called? Hatched. Didn't hear about hatched that. Hatched STL, like hatching an egg. Mm-hmm. And it's a breakfast and lunch place run by Joshua Sturma and his dad, Paul, kind of an unusual father-son kind of collaboration there. Delicious food. We have Arbor Cafe, which is a wonderful wonderful restaurant that is just uh, uh, the the people really run a nice place. And they just opened for dinner on Thursday nights. It's Hmm. wonderful food like Gitteros. Okay, geographically, we've given a very broad area, but where are they? What street are they on? Uh, both of those places, or? both of those places are on Gravway. On Gravway, there are lots of places on Macklin too. There's mm-hmm. even we even have a dog cafe in Princeton Heights, Great. which is is a very nice dog cafe, which uh, is uh, just it's just a fun little area. Sure, uh, it is. There's a lot of stuff going on there all the yeah, time. Yeah. Have you gone to the Have a Cow? No, I have not, and that that that's that's down on. Lafayette. Yeah, you know, I have not 20, been there yet. 2740 or something like that. Lafayette I, is a block and a half uh, west of Jefferson, south side of the street. Go there. It is quite unique, quite okay. large, mm-hmm. and quite good. That sounds good. A really good uh, breakfast, uh, omelets, wonderful hash brown potatoes, a cubed hash browns. Like the, well, this Toddle House is before your time. Yeah. But the Toddle House used to have the same kind of thing. But they also have terrific hamburgers at, ah. at the place. Plus, look at their website. Okay. Have a cow cattle company and see what they're about. There's a reason that they're here. It's not just we didn't want to just open a restaurant. Okay, there is some okay. much more to the story than that. Something that's very important and very good and uh, very, very interesting philosophy. Uh, I won't bore you with it, but uh, I think oh, you'll enjoy. Uh, I'll take that hint and do that. Okay. That sounds great. Um, and when you talk about George Mayhe, if people don't know, St. Louis Magazine, he is their food editor or. Yes. Yes, and I also do a few pieces for Veronica Theodoro, who's the home editor, hmm. and uh, not not profiling home so much as highlighting maybe suppliers, interesting suppliers oh, sure. in town um, that supply home goods like uh, 
recently did a, a woman who makes remakes old clothes into new outfits. She's refashions clothes. She's hmm. a, a very interesting woman who just just a very nice line of color colorful clothes. And so you never know what you're going to walk into. So where do you buy clothes? I like to do thrift shopping now. Uh, when I was younger, I was all about going to the wholesalers on Washington mm-hmm. Avenue and buying the designer outfits, ah, and, sure. <laughs> which we think. Well, they're not there anymore. They're not so there you, anymore. You can't do that. And uh, I used to shop all the the factory sales going through the, the all the at all the all the factories. Um, but lately, it's mostly been thrift, and I also like to sew. So oh, that makes a big difference. Yes. Yeah. And when you say thrift store, where what? Oh, like even Goodwill, Goodwill and uh, uh, Saint Vincent de Paul. But mm-hmm. I also like some of the better, higher end thrift stores too. Uh, Assassin Vintage is. Uh, on Cherokee Street is an interesting one. Hmm. Uh, there's 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 just a, an awful lot of. Uh, they're not exactly all thrift. They might be sure. You know they're they're a little bit more upscale, definitely. Now, how do you decide on the houses that you visit, or do, do people come to you and say, "I'd like you to see my yeah. house"? Or? It's it's a combination. People do write in. Anybody who is interested in having their house can. You send you write into the paper. It's in there every Sunday. How to do that? We also have um, we recruit people. We call people. We see a house we like. We mm-hmm. you know it's, it's just a kind of a combination of things. I if somebody's been in the column, I'll say they usually are ha- interested in houses. I'll say who else do you know who has an uh-huh, interesting of house? Of course, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and uh, there are three people that write that column, um, possibly four now. So there's, we're all out looking for houses, mm-hmm. which when people open their house to you, it's incredibly generous. And um, it's not always easy for people to do that. So I always appreciate it. No, it is not always easy. Have you seen the house at 12th and Lamai? Uh, Joy? In, mm-hmm. Is that? Yes. Uh, I have not Joy. been in it. I have not been in it yet, but... Uh, We've been I've been by it many many times. I can't wait to see what she's going to do with that house. It's coming along quite well, and it's only taken seven years. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's just a long restoration project. Uh, we've uh, uh, we had Joy on on the air a, a few months ago talking about it. it's an 1875 house. I yes. mean it's and but it's, it's being restored to how it looked right. in 1875 for the most part. But you still. If you want to get a hold of Pat Eby, how do you how do you get a hold of you? You can you can get a hold of me through the paper. Um, they just said there's a recipe request for to request a recipe. Mm-hmm. You send a request to recipe request at post hyphen dispatch dot com, and for the houses, there's also every Sunday. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say that. You just send to the editor of the lifestyle section is okay. Amy Bertrand. Oh yeah. And we, and sometimes she puts in. You can also contact her through our Facebook page. You can send messages through the Post Dispatch Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to do it. And then uh, those are those are good ways to do it. And, this is good. And if you're going to ask for a recipe, um, local is easier. Local restaurants, it's easier to get a recipe. The chains don't oh, sure. want to sell. Right. And you don't want to ask somebody for their signature item that might be proprietary. Sure. Like. Um, a lot of people want marinara sauces, 
you know, from an mm-hmm. Italian restaurant. That's not going to happen, probably. <laughs> probably not. We had, uh, well, we had a person on a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to give you my secret spaghetti sauce. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of it, well, I, I don't want to give it on. I'm going to, goodbye, Pat. Thank you. Thank you, Pat Eby, very much for being here. We thank, really appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed this. Johnny this Rabbit, fun. at your service at KMOX. Thank you. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.